0: Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards. It's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of 5-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift. But also, you you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually (laughs) alright. And one of the best products I've tried recently is Way's New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L E X I E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to feel good when you feel bad. Back to basics, because this is a lesson that I have to relearn over and over and over again. If you suffer with mental illness, stress even, just a low mood or the general blues, you know in your core that there are activities and habits and behaviors that exacerbate it. Just as there's habits, behaviors, and activities that can alleviate it. And as I've gotten older, The lows are not as low and I'm able to catch myself snowballing sooner and sooner and sooner. I'm more in tune and I can feel it in my body when there's a shift and we're headed down a bad path. Now stress and outside circumstances are inevitable and it's up to us to maintain a healthy and positive mentality or an emotional toolkit to withstand this. But sometimes when we're already feeling weak and we get kicked when we're down, it's hard to get back up. But here's the thing. When I was younger, when I was a teenager, if I was kicked when I was down, I would stay down for a while. I would really need to gather my bearings and I couldn't stand up instantly. But as time has gone on, I'm able to get back up a little bit quicker and I, Really hone in on the snowball effect because just as I can let things snowball out of control, things can just as easily snowball into control. And I want to describe my last week to you because it's been an example of feeling bad and now feeling good. I feel really nice right now, clear-headed, light, airy, kind of excited. So let's talk about it, all right? Last week, not my best week. Chaotic. I had a bit of a drug scare. That was not fun. That was, scare is to put it lightly. I'm fine, but be careful out there, okay? Be careful. We also had friends in town, one of which caught the flu, and both me and my roommate caught a little bit of it as well, which left me with too much time inside, not enough fresh air, excessive screen time. I didn't have much energy, so I was mostly ordering and a lot of excessive, mind-numbing content. I wasn't watching anything enriching. I was a couch potato. Time and place to rot, I'm not entirely above that whatsoever, but you need to know your limits and you need to know when you've passed it. For example, if I, on a good day, let's say I have a healthy amount of energy, I'm not sick, I'm just existing, it's a standard day. If I want to watch something, I have about an hour. If I pass the hour mark, that's when I start to feel worse and my brain feels like mush, whether that's scrolling on TikTok or watching whatever your variation of it is. I think we all have it, whatever it is that we like to watch. And we're not really engaged. We're watching it to disconnect. And all of those things were in excess. I was eating food that was being delivered to me, which is. Great sometimes, but when it's most of your meals, if not all of them, you start to feel the effects of it, and I was starting to feel like a bitch. Honestly, I didn't even post last week's episode because I came into the studio, and I was such an asshole in the episode that I didn't want to post it. I didn't even want to listen to it. I thought when I was at the studio, this will be great. We can show all sides of the spectrum. I'm kind of a bitch today, so let's be a bitch, and I was talking a lot of shit in the episode, and there's no use for that. I'm embarrassed. I was way too embarrassed to post that, which, funny enough, I actually do have an episode that already exists. It's from when the podcast first came out, and it's called I'm a Mean Girl, and I listened to that episode before recording the episode that I'm talking about. They were actually entirely different. This one was coming from A place of pain which now in hindsight i would argue that i was in quote unquote some sort of place of pain not in the same extent but a little bit i wasn't feeling my best and i was in a position where i was down to talk a little shit. i will give myself a bit of credit this had come from a conversation about a friend who i only someone i'm really acquainted with i found out that she was sleeping with another friend's ex-boyfriend behind her back, and they were calling each other best friends, and this friend had no idea that her quote-unquote best friend was sleeping with her ex-boyfriend. Maybe it's a little bit of a pain point, okay? That probably was a bit of a trigger for me, but I had, I guess, dormant negative feelings about this friend, and once I learned that she was not the nicest girl... Suddenly, I came for her posture, I came for her outfit, I came for her skin, I came for her face, I i was taking low blows. And my friends in the car were like, Lexi, I've never heard you speak like this. I said, well, these feelings and thoughts would have definitely remained dormant had I never heard, if she was a nice girl and I only knew nice things about her, I would have never said those things out loud, but once I heard, you know... Some of this goodness was smoke and mirrors. I let it out, and I wanted to explain that in an episode, but truthfully, I am too embarrassed to listen to that recording. Therefore, it is scrapped, and we will never hear from it ever. But, I mean, I don't want you to think I'm high and mighty. I Just if I'm going to post something on the internet, I want to feel relatively comfortable with it, you know? It's fine to let a little honesty flow, but there is a point where maybe you should keep your mouth shut and I'm going to use my best judgment and think that I'm saving myself a little bit. So last week was not the best. Now, how did I turn it around? Because that's the hardest part. Whatever mood I'm in, it's tunnel vision, okay? I have a biased perspective 100% of the time. I know that goodness exists, but when I'm not feeling it, I feel that I may never feel that way again. When I'm sick, it's hard to remember what feeling good is like, and I'm afraid that I will never feel good again. And it's dramatic, but it is true. So how, how did I fix this? So how did I feel good? I started very small. I started with YouTube. When I was in the bad, I was taking naps to my favorite true crime YouTuber, discussing monsters that live among us, committing atrocities and her discussing the cases so that was in my subconscious i was snoozing to murder victims and their stories it's not fantastic time and place i was watching five to ten a day during this little sick week that i had so then i put on one of the girlies which i actually would love if you know any youtubers that are kind of in the same vein as me who are you watching? Who's posting? Because YouTube's quite quiet right now. I don't want the hyper organized girly. I want someone a little clever, a little fun, chic, interesting. I digress. I just wanted to know who, who we're watching right now because it's so quiet on YouTube. But I put on one of the girlies. I put on a Q&A and she was talking about The dog that she just got and her boyfriend, how she's living in New York, and how she deals with stress and her workout schedule. Just a healthy girl in a healthy space talking about human things. I'm like, okay, that's good. All right, we made a little bit of a baby step forward. We went from hearing cases of people who are dead to watching a real live girl talk about her life in a nice, healthy, neutral way. And then I swapped to some cooking videos. Also something very neutral. I watched all the different ways that you can cook eggs because <laughs> I wanted to get better at that. I want to make it the perfect soft scramble, truthfully. And I also want to know how to poach eggs. But also there's a fried egg that I really want to make in a cast iron skillet. This doesn't matter. I watched a cooking video, a few, handful, a lot. I don't know why I said a cooking video, I watched many. And that was fun because not only was it neutral and putting me in a more neutral headspace, it got me a little bit inspired to maybe make a dish of my own. I'm not a bad cook. I just don't often cook and I've gotten out of the habit of it, especially now that the pandemic's over because I definitely was a pandemic chef. So it got me inspired to potentially make a dish and not order, maybe head to the grocery store once I'm feeling better. I had been recommended diary of a ceo's vlog channel called behind the diary he just began it and i watched his most recent video this is a man whose google calendar is so booked and busy it puts me to shame it's humiliating how empty my calendar is in comparison and that gave me a kick in the ass that i needed to say i have a life too let's get living let's start putting stuff in it because yes, I was sick, I need a little rest, but I also needed motivation to heal and get up and be excited about some things. He also owned several businesses, and in the recommended were more financial videos, binged a bunch of those, got really excited over the prospect of making more money. I think making money is so fun. Such a funny statement. Making money, so fun. Love a check. And these financial videos got me excited to get up. Like, let's start answering those emails. Let's start pitching ourselves. And after watching a good bit of content, I thought, okay, I can get up. I also had lost my voice. So I wasn't speaking as much. I was on the phone with my grandma and I had to stop the call because she was like, honey, you can't talk. I'm like, all right, love you, Lola. But at this point I had gotten my voice back. So I'm at the kitchen table. I have my tabs open with my ideas, these financial videos. I give my friend Claudia a call. I'm asking her, what are your organization tips? Because one thing about me and Claudia is we are organization nerds. We are the girlies that loving a calendar, loving a planner, loving fun pens, loving new organization apps or softwares. Like, I love it. I eat it up. A dream board, a Pinterest board, all of that. Like, that scratches this inner tween itch. And she proved to me that I can always count on her for this because I call And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better, trying to get my life back together after this chaotic week. She lifts up a month calendar that she's working on as she answers the phone. Uh, It was perfect. Got some ideas flowing in my head, and then I decided to give my friend Kaylee a call, who I hadn't spoken to in quite a long time, and we had a ton to catch up. And she's one of my longest friends. We've known each other since we were kids, probably fourth grade. Caught up on our families, how we're doing, where our headspace is. And I also love having old friends in my life that can always just bring up, I don't know, like, oh, your little self would have loved that you're rock climbing because I loved rock climbing as a kid. I actually had two rock climbing birthdays. We also talked about my mom because my mom and her obviously, well, not like obviously, but they were very close and, oh, I love her mom, whatever. We just had a really touching conversation. And while this is all happening throughout this two hour long FaceTime or whatever, I decide, okay, let's put some fresh sheets on the bed, okay? You see how things are starting to snowball? All because I put on a YouTube girlie's Q&A. It's baby steps, okay? I went from playing my little app game that I'm obsessed with. I'm actually the number one player on it. Probably not because I'm the best, but probably because I play it more than anyone else. I'm playing that excessively, listening to the murder stories and their cases, to Q&A, to cooking, to finance, to organization. Suddenly I have fresh sheets. Suddenly, I have a grocery list. After we hang up, I go to the grocery store, and I pick up things to make different recipes. So yesterday, I actually made some French onion soup, and tonight, I'm gonna make some steak au poivre. Also, this morning, I woke up at 7.50. My alarm wasn't going off till nine bird eyed and bushy-tailed yesterday was really nice i sat in the sun i read my book then i went on a long walk and i worked at a coffee shop for a while which it was nice to be able to work outside the house because i'd been inside the house for what felt like a week yes i had some little trips outside but more time than i'd like to spend in the house was spent in the house and then i went rock climbing with a couple friends I came back, made French onion soup. Also, my soup had to simmer for an hour, so I took a shower and I shaved and exfoliated and moisturized, so I was in fresh clothes, fresh and clean, with fresh sheets, stretching my body, watching a show while French onion soup simmers. It was so delightful. I head to bed, wake up this morning, over an hour before my alarm, wake up, put on a little bit of makeup for the podcast studio. I never do that. I rarely do that, I should say. I tweezed my eyebrows. They're thinner now. I feel like I look different, actually. That's a side note. But I made rosemary water for my hair. Have I talked about rosemary water? You know how rosemary oil is great for your hair? My hair's too fine. Can't handle much oil. And then a friend of mine had recommended me making rosemary water. She makes it for herself. It's very, very simple. Just take fresh sprigs of rosemary and you cover it in water. You let it simmer on the pan for as long as... You're willing, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. Then you take the rosemary leaves out, put it in a spray bottle, fantastic. So I've been doing this since October. My hairstylist asked if I was on a new medication because there was so much hair growth. It's working. So I made myself a fresh bottle of that. Here I, I returned some shoes before I got to the studio this morning. My car is filled up with gas. I did breath work on the way here and a sort of quasi-meditation. I did this love and kindness meditation called META, M-E-T-T-A. Also yesterday or the day before, I listened to a really great podcast from the Huberman Lab with Robert Green. Something about it scratched an itch that I didn't even know I had. So things are snowballing in a really positive direction. I'm really excited. I was feeling energized on the drive here because I was doing so much breath work. I was really getting my oxygen levels up, and I have a lot of excitement just to be up and at them. And if you're in a bit of a rut, I recommend you find whatever those neutral steps are. This is something I learned in therapy long ago, and it was actually in terms of relationships, that if there's someone that is really difficult, that you're having a really hard time with someone in your life, and you're not feeling very pleasant about them, rather than getting the swap from difficult to absolutely adoring and relying on them, try to get them into a neutral position whether that's a sibling a parent a friend etc and i believe it's really helpful to do the same when it comes to your mood oh you feel so bad woe is me when it rains it pours there's a dark cloud over me if a sunny beautiful day seems so far away just try to get the rain to stop so find your youtuber girly q a whatever that is for you Uh, I was just thinking how that would be a horrible soundbite to (laughs) promote the podcast because I'm looking to take on an intern to help create audiograms for Instagram and TikTok. Actually, this episode will go up in time. Currently, it's Tuesday, January 30th. What I'm looking for, if you need internship credit for school or you're interested in getting a little bit of experience, all this to say is I'm looking for soundbites and a visual to accompany it that I can put on TikTok and Instagram. Rather than looking at resumes or taking applications, the application process is you creating an example of an audiogram for this podcast. It can be from any episode you want. Send it to me via DM on Instagram, and I will select from there. So if you are interested in that, absolutely apply. Due date for this video submission is this Friday, February 2nd, send me a video would love to watch it, and would be happy to work with you. But I was just giggling because <laughs> if the soundbite was, find whatever your YouTube girly Q&A is, it's like you, you would need so much context for that to mean anything. Thankfully, with this episode, you do have that context, so you know exactly what I'm saying. And on that note, let's get into the Q&A portion of this. Every week, I ask for questions on Instagram. My handle's Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. So let's get into them. But first, a word from today's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all in one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash L-E-X-I-E. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Takova said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacova's. Just use code Lexi at checkout, that's L E X I E, at checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacova's.com. Point your toes west. The first question I'm going to answer is from Piot Jed Bonatti, and they want to know how to network properly and with a purpose. When you have a purpose, I think networking is a lot easier. We'll use my roommate as an example who works for a beauty brand. It would be incredibly easy to network when you meet an influencer out and you really like their content, to say, oh, you know, I work for a beauty brand, I love your work, we would love to sponsor a piece of content for you. Or vice versa, if you're the influencer and you meet someone that works at a beauty brand, say, oh, you should take a look at my page. If it aligns with your content, I've always loved your products. I would be overjoyed to work together in some capacity. Another example, if this beauty brand is looking for a photographer for a new campaign and you meet someone out that you've seen their work and you love it to mention, Your work is amazing, we're actually trying to elevate for our next product launch. If you have any interest in photographing it, I'd love to take a meeting with you and your team. Another element to networking that is crucial is being a little casual in the way that you're not putting any pressure on the situation. Making sure that it's clear what you would be willing to offer, but also making it very clear that you will be fine whether or not they take the opportunity. You want to avoid sounding pushy. You want to avoid sounding desperate. Your purpose of the networking is to say this could potentially be a great match. Think about it. If you're in, great. If not, no harm done. You want it to feel breezy. There should be a focus. It should be clear. But it should be breezy. Myel Goldstein asks, how did you find your aesthetic? I love you and your podcast. It makes my days. That's so sweet. Thank you. I remember learning the word aesthetic in 10th grade English class and when I learned it, it was being used as an adjective, not a noun, like not what is your aesthetic, but something is aesthetically pleasing. But I'm just being an asshole right now, like you're just asking how I found probably my personal style. How I found my personal style is to keep my head screwed on my body and not have it on a swivel looking at everybody else. The way to find your personal style is to get in tune with yourself. And notice things that you gravitate towards, whether they're colors, whether they're activities, taste, you know, your own personal palette is really interesting to discover what it is that you as yourself enjoy. And the culmination creates this aesthetic. You might be someone who has a really dark taste in fashion, but you absolutely love fruits and vegetables. And you love heavy makeup, but you kind of like rock climbing, you know, It creates this own existence because it's so personalized and you find it by getting in tune with yourself and not looking around on Pinterest for inspiration. Pinterest is great and relaxing and sure, there are purposes for it, but I don't know if it's the purpose of finding personal style, which might be an unpopular opinion. I actually think it distracts you from finding personal style because I would argue it's similar to being asked to write something as a school assignment in English and not me bringing up english twice in the span of two minutes shout out miss Tuttle, love you but being assigned a paper and rather than giving yourself a little bit of time and space to think about what you'd want to write you choose to read someone from last semester's paper suddenly you have tunnel vision it's limiting your scope because now you're being distracted by someone else's idea And I would argue that Pinterest does the same, where when you're trying to find your own personal style, you should go about your life, look in your closet, look in stores, see what calls to you, and then, by all means, use it to research if suddenly you're really interested in 1950s knitwear. Research that, and you can find really cool places to purchase it. But if you're searching Aesthetic Homes, Los Angeles, it's going to not provide you with A unique enough scope the most unique scope that you can have is the one looking inside and that is how I found it Katie wants to know how to know if you're making the right decision for yourself and not those around you I feel it in my body if I'm people-pleasing I feel it I know it because there's a little bit of quiet disappointment when you're listening to yourself and you're making the right decision for yourself It's frightening at first, but then you get a sense of clarity, I would argue. That's for me. That's my own personal experience. But I get a sense of clarity after making it. And I have a little pep in my step being like, I'm proud of you. That was not easy. In so many facets of life, like let's say you have a friend who really wants to move in to an apartment in a neighborhood that you're not really a fan of. You're like, oh my God, but she's so excited about it. and She loves the apartment, but like, I don't like it, but I could be happy there. I could adapt to it. I mean, if she likes it and I like her, like I'd probably like it too. If you said, I honestly can't see myself in that neighborhood. This is not what I envisioned. I know I committed to moving into an apartment with you, but I just don't know if I'll be happy here. Yes, that's difficult, but you are going to feel so much better afterward and you're going to feel so proud of yourself. If there's a scenario in which uh, you're enabling a friend of yours and you've been in denial of it for a while, but you're getting to the point where you're like, okay, maybe I do need to set a boundary in one way or another and you verbalize it and maybe they don't react the way that you wanted. You're still quietly proud of yourself because you're like, I stood up for myself. I said something that I've been afraid to say and I, I did it and that was not easy, but I feel much better afterward. That's how I think you know when you're making the right decision. Wait, this is so funny. Dennis Marler said, Is it possible to be your authentic self as an influencer? How? A reformed thirst trapper. I need to go to this person's profile. Who are you? Oh, a boy thirst trapper. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think it's possible to be your authentic self as an influencer. The current debacle that I'm actually having, we'll take a quick side tangent, is this piece of advice that I learned that I believe... If you treat your business like a business, it will pay you like a business. If you treat your business like a hobby, it will cost you like a hobby. And I am an OG hobby YouTuber. I'm an OG hobby social media content creator. I did not come into this as a business and I would argue that I'm not very business savvy. I love that I'm watching finance videos right now because... I don't think of this like a business. I make enough money to be comfortable, but I know that there would be other people in my exact position that would be doing so much more to make so much more profit off of this audience that they've built or that I've built. And I have trouble finding a way to create content authentically, but also make it a business. That is the bridge I'm trying to build right now. Trying to bridge the gap there. Would love to figure that out. I have a meeting with my podcast agency tomorrow on marketing terms because this is a solo podcast. There's also no video element, okay? You're not getting guests very often. And, you know, why don't I ask you? Send me a little DM on Instagram. Would love to hear. This is a solo podcast. I like the conversation between me and you. Sure, I can have some guests sometimes, but I prefer it like this. I'm not, I'm really stubborn. I don't really want to have guests. I can't. Other people want me to have guests, but I personally like it best this way. Second of all, there's no video element. I think I can reach more deeply into myself if there's not a camera around. If I wanted it to be on camera, I'd post it on YouTube. I have a podcast because it's audio only. And the common ways that people market their podcast is getting guests on to promote through collaboration and then having videos to promote on social media, which is why I'm looking for someone to create videos, audiograms. But I'm having a meeting with my podcast network tomorrow morning about marketing concepts because I'm like, can we put a billboard somewhere? I want a billboard in Warrenton, Virginia that says Lexi Podcast. There's gotta be some out of the box ways to think, you know? As I said, it's a bridge I'm trying to build. Now to get back to Dennis, yeah, you can be your authentic self, Now, if you're posting thirst traps to get attention and you're like, I I don't know what else to post. I'm just going to be hot and sexy and gain followers that way. Yeah, let's think about what you actually care about, what you actually like and use new social media as a way to express your honest interests. However, if your honest interests are you, you're a little self-absorbed, you kind of love your body, go off. Maybe thirst traps are authentic for you. They are definitely for some people. I think the key is similar to what I was saying in terms of personal style. Don't have your head on a swivel. Stop looking around. Look within. That's going to give you answers that you can't find anywhere else. Victoria wants to know how to organize when you have school online. Google Calendar. I love Google Calendar. I love it on the app. I love it on desktop. I like choosing my favorite little colors that make fantastic color combinations to make it look pretty. I also love a notebook. I keep it pretty simple. When it comes to organization, it's mostly that. And then I keep my space cleared. For school, I would create a different color for every class. I would look at the syllabus that's provided, and I would go in and create an event for every due date, whether that's an exam or a paper or a project. That way, when you're looking at your month, you can see we've got a history exam that's coming up at the end of the month. I should think about that. Like maybe I should make some flashcards. I wouldn't overwhelm your calendar with basic to-dos that I would put in my notebook or in my notes app. Homework, things along the lines of that, I wouldn't add into my calendar. I would use my calendar for the major things or events. For example, if it's a sports season or you have a trip planned, put that in there just so you have a visual of what your next month is looking like. So if you see, oh, I have a lot due this week, then I probably shouldn't go on that weekend ski trip before. That's how I would organize it. Hey, this is Becca asked, do mentors still exist and how to find them? Thoughts about life coaches, energy healers, etc. Funny you ask, this has been a topic among friends. Even in my notebook right now, I have, I'm looking for a mentor with a star around it. My friend who works in corporate, she was provided with a mentor as soon as she began interning. Just a completely different ball game. I've never been in a career system. The only sort of work system I've ever been in would be arguably the school system. And even then, I had some teachers that I gravitated towards, but I'm not in touch with any of my teachers anymore, and I don't know who my mentor would be. I don't know what that would even look like, but I'm trying to call one in. I think that'd be fabulous either a financial mentor, a, I don't know, someone that's been around longer than me. My therapist is 80 years old, she's a mentor to me in my own way, because I, this woman runs 5-7 to miles through Central Park most days during the week. She plays tennis in the summer, she ice dances, this woman is still teaching, she writes textbooks, she owns her own practice, she's insane! That's amazing. She's so admirable. So yes, I pay her, but I love her as a mentor as well. But I want another, you know, doesn't need to be or, I'd love an and. Thoughts on life coaches. My friend's sister was training at one point to be a life coach and we had one session. But that was my only experience with a life coach. And I don't have any people in my inner circle that have life coaches. As for energy healers, also don't have very much experience with that i'm in los angeles this is definitely the land of these people i'm sure i could go outside and ask the next person i see if they know an energy healer and there's probably a high probability that they do so yes i think mentors still exist how to find them i don't know what are my thoughts on life coaches and energy healers also curious don't really know i'm in the dark with this one anonymous wants to know are you a low maintenance or a high maintenance friend opinions on each kind i would argue that most, if not all of my friends, are high maintenance. Of all of my friends, I probably fall on the lower end of them and probably of the more low maintenance of us. But in terms of the general public, I would not consider myself low maintenance. I don't think there's a problem with either because because it's pretty obvious from meeting someone whether or not they're low maintenance or high maintenance in terms of getting them out of the house and down to hang out that is where I'd say I'm low maintenance more often than not down to go somewhere don't need much information on it don't need much time to think about it I'm down whereas other friends they would like to prep a little far in advance to make sure that they're mentally prepared to go on whatever excursion that is same thing with traveling like I can travel pretty light I definitely have friends that need to bring their creature comforts with them. I also have friends that don't like traveling by plane often at all. They would rather have their car where they can have control the entire time. Also friends that would so much rather host than go to a party because they want to be in control. Then you have high maintenance in terms of beauty practices and routines. We're also growing adults so people have their boundaries or are setting them. (laughs) Boundaries are harder to set. I think this is a lesson we're all trying to learn. Things that I'm learning as I get older. Communication is hard for everybody because everyone's developed their own way of communicating and that's their way of communicating with themselves, not necessarily others. Communicating with others is an entirely different ballgame than communicating with yourself. Some people can do both, some people can do neither. But in terms of high or low maintenance, people have their standards and I'm willing to accept either one. So such a long way for me to be like, yeah, I don't mind. (laughs) The Hannah White wants to know what's my attachment style. And if it's not secure, have you worked on it? My therapist doesn't hold much weight to attachment style. Therefore, neither do I. I think it's been over spotlighted in pop culture. I think it's a good stepping stone, but it's not the end all be all understanding the dynamics of you in a relationship. So I guess what I'm saying is my attachment style is not very important to me. Aria wants to know the best place I've ever traveled. I loved Thailand. I loved it. I also love Madrid. I love Spain in general. I love Santander. I love Bilbao. I love Barcelona. Wow, I lo- I can't believe I didn't say that first. I love Spain. I also love France. I love Paris. Hot take. I love America. I think it's beautiful. Geographically, it is beautiful california is a beautiful state the pacific northwest also gorgeous want to explore more i want to explore montana and wyoming and idaho the east coast is beautiful i mean there's a lot of beauty in north america amelia wants to know how to know whether you like someone or just the attention you are able to tell whether you like someone or just the attention by trying to get the same attention from someone else If it scratches the itch, you just want the attention. Caroline wants to know if you had a warning label, what would it say? If I had a warning label, I would need it to communicate something along the lines of will not communicate until the straw breaks the camel's back. My friends refer to this behavior as the switch because I will be cool, calm, collected, then all of a sudden, no, absolutely not. I'll say something direct and cold. And everybody is a little taken back. Where did that come from? You were in such a good mood seconds ago. What just happened? But what I'm not doing is these little straws are being put on my back and I'm the camel and I'm noticing that it's getting heavier, but I'm not saying anything. And then all of a sudden that last straw is put on and I fall over and everyone's like, huh, what happened? I just, I put a single straw on your back. Why are you freaking out? I'm like, that was the one that broke my back. I snapped, I snapped. So I have the switch. I would need a warning label for that. I also think if my friends put one on me, they might say, she's not mad at you. That's just how she texts. Maria wants to know an ideal day in LA. Give us the full itinerary. Okay, we have a couple options. We have a couple options. Do we want a shopping day? Do we want an outdoorsy day? Let me pull up a text from my friend Rachel because this invite that she provided me on, I was like, oh, you're inviting me on a perfect day in LA? Amazing. She said, I'm thinking of going to the self-realization center for the morning meditation at 10 and then a beach or hike moment, followed by Erwan, duh. And then if we're in Malibu, have a meal at Lucky's, we'll say. If not, head back to Los Feliz. Get dinner at all time. Ah, get dinner at all time. It's so good. I could eat it all day, every day. There is a group of us in my life that would live and die for all time. And then there's people that don't get it. They're like, it's too expensive, it's not worth it. Okay, don't eat there. Let me spend my money there because it is worth it every single time. This is what you need to get at all time, okay? You're gonna get the ceviche. Then if there's an entree that's calling to you, by all means, get that. If you have a big appetite, you can get the tomato burrata toast. That's just really filling and sometimes ruins your meal if you get it. So ceviche. And then you can order whatever entree is calling to you. I love the steak for one. My friend... Loves the crispy rice fish dish. It's a little oily for me, for my preference, but time and place, sometimes I order it. If I'm in the mood for chicken, I'll get the spring chicken. And then you need to share the sun chokes and the mushrooms. Once again, if your appetite's big that night, also get the sweet potatoes. It's a large portion, they have sauce all over it. It's absolutely delicious. They also have amazing desserts. Normally, we've overstuffed ourselves by that point and can't make it to them, but you can't go wrong. Yeah, so if I got up, took a little walk for some coffee or a tea, a smoothie, something of the sort, maybe a little breakfast, then I went to a morning meditation, then either hiked or went to the beach, hiked and or went to the beach, maybe packed myself a lunch and then finish my evening at all time, day well spent. But you could ask me that question every week and I would have a different answer for you. Oh, Toucan Sam Smith wants to know, perpetually raining or perpetually windy? Perpetually raining. Yeah. Because rain, if we're saying there's no wind, that's coming vertically, right? As long as I'm in the right shoes and I have an umbrella, I'm okay. Wind, horizontal. Okay, there's no shield for that. What if I'm walking the wrong direction? Uncomfortable. If I'm walking in the direction of the wind, also uncomfortable, rain. Claudia wants to know, what's the role in your family? I'm the one that left. I turned 18, had my money saved up. I said, thank you all, this has been so great, I love you. Bye, Virginia. I have not lived at home for almost 10 years. I am the one that ran off to live her own life. Jasmine wants to know if I would rather have someone obsessively hate me or obsessively love me. I'm not a fan of obsession in either way, but is anyone picking obsessively hate? Because at least there's potential for benefits with obsessive love. I don't know what the benefit of obsessive hate is. Jackie wants to know what my best purchase from 2023 was. My leather jacket from Agni Studios in New York City. (sighs) Normally, I'm a girl who likes to spend her money on experiences, this jacket surpasses that. (laughs) Oh my goodness, this jacket is so good. I love it so much. I love it so much. I made some good fashion purchases in 2023. I'll give myself a little pat on the back for that. So I was looking back on 2023. Also, this 2024, I haven't really eased into it. I was feeling really good about it. I finished 2023 on a high note. Was looking forward to this year. Got on the phone with my friend. She's having the time of her life this year. She's already telling me she knows this is her year. She already sees it where when she's older... And someone references 2024 she's gonna think to herself that was one for the books she just feels it in her bones i'm like oh god i don't feel that way at all i'm really scared for this year (laughs) i don't know what i want i don't know what i want i'm over here being like i'm gonna make money not a bad goal but i just don't or i want to adopt a dog oh guys tangent tangent there is a dog on an account that i follow that's up for adoption I want him so badly. I want him so badly. And I want to name him Bear because he looks like a little cub. I've never felt this way about a dog that I saw online. I mean, in a way where I actually was driving here thinking, should I fill out an adoption form? Should I do it? Should I do it? I kind of want to. Surprise, I did it. I applied. I was thinking about maybe going to Hawaii for my birthday. And if I adopt a dog at the end... Of January, beginning of February, and my birthday's in mid March. Probably won't be going to Hawaii if I have a dog, but I think I just need to fill out the application and see what happens. Like, put it out there because I want this dog. I want to mother this dog. I want to take care of this dog. I want to give this dog a life. Oh, I'm beaming thinking about it. What was the question I was even asked? Dear God, what was it? Best purchases for 2023. (laughs) Got a little sidetracked. Sorry about that one. Nadia wants themes for February money money also just ask the person that you're seeing to be your valentine this year i want more of that if you're in a situationship or maybe you've only been on a first or second date with someone just be like do you want to be my valentine this year low stakes in the sense similar to the way that i answered the networking question say this in a way where it's low stakes like you being a valentine doesn't inherently mean anything other then you get to be a little sweet and romantic on February 14th. I'm tempted to do that. So money and asking people to be your valentine. And on that note, let's end the episode. I hope this was helpful for you in some way or another. I enjoyed it. I'm in a good mood. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you listening. It means so much to me. If you like this episode or like this podcast, leave it a review. Five stars. Leave me a little note. I love going through and reading them. If you're interested in creating the audiograms, Send them in by Friday. And if you have any YouTuber recommendations, also shoot me a DM on Instagram. That'd be fabulous. All right, that's all I have for you. Take care. Thanks for listening. Xoxo, Lexi. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.